Hello, kitties, and welcome to the Gritty Nurse Podcast, Season 4, Halloween Edition. What makes a hospital so scary? Is it the food, or is there something more to it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, but first, turn down the lights, charge your defibrillator, and find your favorite nurse, Deadite, while you listen to these chilling tales that explore why hospitals are so terrifying. <laughs> well, I have I had some other options. I have I had this. Let's look at Sarah's options for her, her horror think, options. I was I didn't want to be I thought you guys would like have these elaborate costumes and I didn't want to be left behind, so I was like right. I'm too poor. I'm this nurse. is from the dollar store, guys. Well, I got my like you see, I got my my it blanket. I'm all wrapped up trying to keep myself warm. But uh, welcome everyone to this year's edition of the Haunted Hospital Stories Ooh. by the Gritty Nurses. And we are brought here with a, a lovely guest, Matthew Shepard. He's going to be an RN. That is very I... scary. <laughs> it is scary. It is. I mean, the, the, the four years of schooling was, was actually trauma. I believe it. Like, I believe that it. was a traumatic experience, and I feel like I did make a bunch of friends who were fourteen years my junior because we trauma bonded. <laughs> trauma school it was horrifying. Oh and you can goodness. see what's going on in the lives of twenty-two year olds again. Yeah, I can understand what they say now. It's weird. <laughs> you know all the, the the hip terms or whatever. I, oh, I still don't really understand TikTok though. Like, what's with those dancing? I don't know. Uh, I think I think, and this is, and it gives us a bad look because people are like, all nurses are TikTok ninjas. I'm like, no, that's just that generation. I don't know. I don't know how to use this thing. So <laughs> yeah, I I would say definitely um, being a nursing student during the pandemic would be horrifying. But that's not where we're going tonight. Having with scary <laughs> stories. <laughs> For those of you that don't. Don't know we're super into halloween we're super into horror every year we do a halloween episode i think this is our our third or fourth one and matt you joined us one year and yeah, that's I did. super cool i did I <laughs> so we've got halloween. lots of stories and i i know nursing in general we love kind of the the idea of haunted hospitals right this is this is our thing Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is a good time to just maybe segue from the horrors of the natural world <laughs> to move into the horrors of maybe the supernatural or maybe just having something very lighthearted because there's been a lot of heavy trauma during the during the world and that's scary enough. But we're gonna try to keep it light so people have something just to listen to to be like, oh, you know, take our mind off of all the scary stuff that's happening. Let's put our mind into something that might not be as scary. Because I, I I was saying at one point, I'm like. I will take the aliens. I think it was some, something you sent me, Matthew. You sent me like a TikTok. And it was a girl like who was opening up the portal. Well, they were like, oh, th- I think they were like opening up a portal to hell. There was like, oh, there's this yeah. new portal to hell in New Mexico. And the girl's like, open it. Open it. What else could be bad? What, could be, what else could go wrong? Open the portal to hell. Archaeologists say they found an ancient entrance to the underworld beneath a church in Mexico. Open it. Go ahead. At this point, fuck it. Open it. Open it. I will sit on my front stoop with a drink in my hand and I will choose between the aliens and the demons. At this point, I believe it's already open. Go ahead. Open it. 
What else is going to happen? A virgin has already lit the black flame candle. Look around. Open it. Go ahead. I'm ready. (laughs) I think what happened there was earlier this year, um, I think, what was it? NASA was like, yeah, they're aliens. And, you know, millennials were like, we don't care at this point. (laughs) And then I think like a month or two after, they were like, they found this crypt and blah, 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 blah. And they believe it to be the portal to hell. So then, of course, millennials just have to make more memes about it. And they're like, just open it. Open. Go ahead. What else, what else could what possibly What is the worst wrong? thing that could possibly happen? Bring the aliens. <laughs> I mean, we're already in a dumpster fire. So let's just see exactly. if it's any worse. Understatement. It is. It's greasy, hot garbage. Yeah, we're we're not even gonna, we're not even going to try to get into that tonight. So let's <laughs> go back to the supernatural realm, in which I think this would maybe to start off this episode. I think it's a really good segue into just talking about like haunted hospitals, scary stories in healthcare. To why do people find hospitals so scary, or why do we think we find hospitals so scary? And I would say, just from my standpoint, and either Sarah or Matt chime in, hospitals. I guess seem to me to be really scary because there are place there are places where people die. I think that's mm-hmm. just generally what it is, right? You know, like cemeteries are scary, like you know, we've seen all the various different tropes and movies, but it's just I think it's the whole idea behind death, right? So, it's a place where many people go to die. Um, there aren't a lot of good stories about people dying well in hospitals and people it's a place that people fear right like sometimes you might go in and you never come out and I guess that's that element of being really scary and I think that's where people get um, that aspect of you know hospitals being scary places and then again they get it from obviously different tropes where we see you know characters being played as you know the the evil nurse <laughs> we've seen it in a variety of different movies like one flew over the cuckoo nest or nurse ratchet my oh nurse my god ratchet. that series traumatized me. i'm still traumatized <laughs> by that series right and and i just think that you know when i think about hospitals and this was even before like i became a nurse it was always a kind of scary place. And I think it was maybe because there was a lot that I didn't understand about healthcare and I didn't understand about the hospital setting. But again, I think horror movies did a really good job of making hospitals seem like really scary, scary places. And I think mm-hmm. I think really that whole aspect of, you know, people die here, do they really pass on to the next life? And the fact that, you know, we again, time and time again, we've seen it in movies. I think, I think it was just recently I watched one, I think it was called... Um, what was it was like it was one about a cell phone and it was oh yeah it was like it was called countdown yes that's what it is so if you're listening out there you like scary movies one's called countdown and essentially it followed the story follows a nurse who is working on a a, i think she works on kind of I, i don't know if it's a mental health ward or icu honestly i can't really remember and um she she has a cell phone and they download this death app and it's called the countdown app and essentially what it's supposed to do is when you download this app and if you go check there's actually a countdown app it's so messed up don't check don't well it it is available anyways so on this countdown app what you do is you download it and it will give you the days hours and minutes to which you will die like countdown the days of your death i see you nodding your head <laughs> and essentially what happens is um she downloads this app and it's like you have three days, four hours, 20 seconds to die. And the whole movie is kind of in this thing, but she's like a nurse and a healthcare professional. And I, th- I don't want to give too much away, but there was like one death in the hospital where I guess a patient 
he was like a younger guy downloaded the app and his was like i think it was something like he had sorry disclaimer so so spoiler alert this guy um he downloads the app and i think he's like a cancer patient and it's like he's got like one day to live and he's supposed to do like his surgery the next day and he's freaking out he's seeing things in the hallways and shadows and he decides to i think it's like he had to go for a pre-op and he's like i'm not going i'm not going and then the countdown app goes right down to like one minute and it's like you violated the terms of service and he, so he's like freaking out in the hospital and he like runs into the, the hospital stairway and we all know if you've worked in a large hospital where they have like those back stairways them places are scary <laughs> and he runs into this hallway all the lights go out it's just okay you need to see the movie but anyways this is again painting that scene where like hospitals can be these scary places and these scary things can happen to you and i don't know it's <laughs> hospitals have always given me the heebie-jeebies thank god i again knock on wood i will never have to work in a hospital ever again (laughs) (laughs) i think i think the other thing is just like the amount of deaths right like people think about hospitals and there's people die every day in hospitals people die in all different ways and the thing that freaks me out about hospitals is not just the deaths but it's like the morgue right so (laughs) it's not just like the bodies die and they're whisked away right away like they're gonna be wheeled down to the morgue for a period of time Mm -hmm. and they sit there and then not only that but the fact that some hospitals are just really old like there's so many years of things that happen and i always think about the older hospitals and if these walls could talk you know what would they say my hospital's (laughs) old yeah yeah do you ever hear kind of like like weird sounds coming from the inside the walls and you're not sure if it's the piping or what's going on there it's the asbestos. No, you know what? <laughs> I don't listen after a certain time. If I start hearing things, I'm like, that's just my time to move away from that point, that that area in the hospital. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I, I guess to kind of answer your question about like why do we kind of look at hospitals as as scary? Um, I mean, even if you think of like the history of hospitals, how how those even started? I mean, they were places God, that yes. you'd go to and you'd likely die. Right. Um, and I mean, there were like butchery places, right? Like butchers worked in hospitals because, you know, the whole history of medicine was different. Go, continue. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. But like, that's terrifying. Um, and I mean, like, I don't know. So I, being in uh, um, my last semester in school, when I was doing my consolidation year, uh, it was in the ICU. And uh, on break, like, you know, sometimes I, I couldn't sleep, so I would just literally wander. And the hospital I was at was massive. And there's a lot of nooks and crannies. There's a lot of places <laughs> right. for you to be afraid of. And I mean, you know me, Amy. I'm actually just terrified of the dark because right. it's, it's not really so much the dark. It's what's in the dark that I can't see. <laughs> um, so I remember one time, like, here I am just walking down the hallway and these lights are turning on so i'm like oh okay cool like i feel fine and then as i'm walking there was a pocket of lights that weren't turning on there were a bunch of nooks and crannies there i just felt very uncomfortable well, <laughs> but i don't know, know. There, there's there's a lot of places to like hide in hospitals and i don't i don't know like 
I think you're onto something there too. Cause like, I, I think when, when I like new hospitals are great, right? You walk into a new hospital, it's shiny, polished. They don't have those issues, but those older hospitals, you're right. Like I remember going into like some of the elevators, like I don't want to name this particular hospital, but you get into the elevator and you're just kind of like this, like, will I get to the floor I need to get to? Because <laughs> like, it's like, it's all creaky. I think if you know what hospital I'm talking about, it's like, and the elevators are like really small and it's kind of give you that vibe of claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that, you know, like these older hospitals, they're not really like upkeeping them. <laughs> so you're right. So there's a lot of just like shit that's broken that doesn't work. So we're kind of navigating these spaces and it's like the floor is all stained nastily. Like the mm-hmm. tiles don't look good. You like look down and you're like, why is there like a big patch of wall missing? And it's just like, it seems really, really scary. And I think that this is where, you know, people who have great imaginations, they come up with these like lovely stories of haunted hospitals or haunted places. And I think that, you know, I think, I think you had mentioned something, Sarah, about kind of not even just the atmosphere, but like the the morgue. And there are so many horror movies about like the morgue. And there was one, I think it was called like the possession of, Oh, what was it? The possession of something anyways. And, um, morgues are creepy places man like i've only Mm -hmm. been down to the morgue once and it's always that story and i remember my mom telling me this these we call them duppy stories but like (laughs) the story of you know you know they put the the dead people in in the dead house they'd call them but it's the morgue you know Mm -hmm. and and the fact that you know when rigor mortis doesn't fully set in that you know sometimes the bodies would like sit up and shit and open their eyes i'm like don't tell me that's not true that's but the thing is there are accounts of, you know, bodies moving because, mm-hmm. well, not, not moving, but like, for example, they might've been positioned in a certain way and they do come back and the bodies are positioned in a different way just because of how the body, the, our bodies relax and flex upon death or whatever. But there are those, those odd accounts where, you know, you put a dead body in a, in a certain way and it's flexed in another way when you come back. So, I mean, I would never want to work in a morgue. <laughs> Thank you to the people who do. We we need you. We appreciate you. But that would be probably the dead last job I would ever have <laughs> in healthcare. I would never want to work in a morgue. And yeah, like I think that's, again, another creepy place because I could only imagine on just a day in the hospital how many deaths that we might have and how many people might be chilling out down there oh, oh that was such a bad that. oh man we're trying to keep it light <laughs> well no. i just i know that in some hospitals right like just going back to the elevator not every hospital has like a dedicated elevator for you to bring bodies down to the morgue um so i remember when i worked in the nicu if we had a death it was like you cover up the bassinet and you know you go you go the way that you're least likely to be encountered by someone else but truthfully there's not like a dedicated elevator so to speak so you never know what's underneath blankets like just don't (laughs) if you're if you're in a hospital and you're curious about stuff just don't ask like you probably don't want to know the answer yeah and i just yeah and i just i just remember kind of thinking to myself like again in my world and and particularly yours sarah too like we didn't see that much death like it's not that we didn't have deaths and of course the deaths that we had were were very tragic but it was like 
I think only in my nursing school days is a day where like a time where I had to prepare a body. Mm-hmm. And that was like one time. Like I remember I was buddied with another preceptor and I remember just kind of the steps that we had to go through in terms of like trying to get the, it was like that white, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing the body bag. The body bag kind of underneath the body because again, um, people lose bodily functions and just, and you know, taking I don't think we took any of the clothes off to be honest but we were taking removing all the tubes and stuff and I just remember being like initially touching the person's body and it's like warmish and then coming back like minutes later and it's like how quickly the body starts to cool and just creeped me out I was like (laughs) I'm like I don't want to deal with adults (laughs) I I don't want any of this but I mean I think these are all the reasons that we speak to why hospitals tend to be scary places. But again, I'm sure we've got some stories. So I think we should share some of the stories that we have. Sarah, do you want to start? I So I have shared stories in the past, but this time around, I kind of went down this Reddit rabbit hole. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to share some stories that I found on Reddit. And this first story I'm going to talk about is actually from someone who's an EMT. Okay. So this person says, I'm not necessarily religious, but I've experienced some stuff I cannot explain. I can recall one fairly well. I was in the basement of a hospital grabbing a new gurney as ours was ripped apart from a violent patient. It was 3 a.m. PICU was on the third floor and it was locked down for the night. No visitors in the hospital. The basement storage unit was packed with stuff, so when I felt my shirt get pulled on, I assumed it was caught on an object. (laughs) Then it happened again, only this time I heard a little girl's voice crystal clear say, I'm lost. Okay, see, right there and then, this is why, like, kids in horror movies are the worst. <laughs> like, they're the scariest. <laughs> oh, my God. Little girl. <laughs> so then this person's heart was pounding, obviously, felt all the air, all the hairs on their body stand up, and they called their partner down to help with the gurney. Um, they talked to nurses, CNAs, and even some <clears throat> physicians who have had weird experiences, especially in the ICU and hospice side. So if that was me, I would have bolted right out of there. I wouldn't have Whoa. even had time to let my hair stand up. I would have just been running like hell. And I bet you there's some story all behind that of like why that child was there, right? But like, I mean, children are creepy in general. You know, we've had those instances yeah. where <laughs> we're like, as a parent, you know, you're sleeping peacefully and you wake up and your child's just there. And I'm like, <laughs> is this thing possessed? <laughs> Do I need to get halfway across the room? And it's just like, yeah, kids are creepy. And yes, if I heard that, I'd be done. I'd be like, no, I quit. I'm done. That is creepy. That's happened to me with, um, I mean, I don't have kids, but I sleep at your place sometimes. And that's happened to me with Emily <laughs> when she was younger. I woke up to her just being like, hey, and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> little, little girl. <laughs> oh, no. Matthew, do you have a story? I do. I do have to click over for a second. Is that okay? No worries. No worries. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Good. That's okay. Put up a creepy You've gone image to the now. dark side. <laughs> oh my God. Woo. Okay. Where's so, Matt? <laughs> just for warning, I do. Um, I did start coughing just a, a couple of moments ago. So hopefully I don't go out of breath. No worries. Um, okay. So just like you, Sarah, I went down like a little bit of a Reddit. Um, I guess a little story uh, hole. And I found a couple. So I'll start start with this one. 
So this one's called They're Still Here. Um, I was working in the ICU and I had a patient who would only repeat what was said to her and I was with her all night. One time, I went into the room and she started telling me all the ways she died. I died because of a narcotic overdose. I died because of too much insulin. I died on a sunny Sunday afternoon, etc. Um, then later, she looked up at the ceiling and said, they're all still here. I ran out of that room as fast as I could. <laughs> Another time, I had a blind patient who kept asking me what time it was all night long. One time, I went in to check on him, um, and he says to me, it's the witching hour. It was 3.33. I walked out. No. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? Like, why are all these things happening in the ICU? <laughs> I guess, again, well, you know, just what we were talking about, there's just a lot of death there, right? Yeah. And maybe just a lot of trauma where people, you know, I'm, I'm really extending here, extending myself here. But, you know, I guess when you think about those scary movie tropes or things like that, that's like in a place where there might be a lot of trauma mm -hmm. that, you know, people or spirits or whatever, they tend to linger and stay, stay hanging out in these areas. I guess that's where you call it like a poltergeist, a traditional haunting of the space or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like the ICU is like a prime place. Again, a place I will never work. <laughs> well, just like it stands for ICU intense, intense things happen in the ICU. No, it's and okay. it is intense. Like when I was there <laughs> as a student, I was there for like the full year. So I was there for eight months. Um, it was it was fantastic. It was a great opportunity. I enjoyed it. But I, I that's a different type of nursing. I am not trying to do. Like <laughs> I, I respect the hell out of them. I think they're fantastic. But there were several times where you know we had to get that body in that body bag, as you had mentioned. So I've got quite a bit of experience there. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of the nurses, um, in the ICU had told me that her patients, um, said that she started, <laughs> she, sorry, she started seeing, um, children. And, um, she says to me that whenever they start seeing children, it means that soon they'll pass. So the next day, sunny Sunday afternoon. Say that again. You were cutting out a little oh, bit. I said the next day that patient passed. Wow. No, I like, I mean, all those things just give me like the absolute heebie jeebies because yeah. I think like it, it's just these things. Again, particularly because we're like in a healthcare, we're science based. It's just like these things can't happen, right? Like it's just we're we're suspending our disbelief. But like, I mean, there are these instances where we can't fully explain them when they have these these circumstances that happen to them. And again, you know, it's just like, is it mind over matter? Is there is there a little bit more to the story? And I I don't know. I always just like being like. I, I'm the type of person I might just suspend my disbelief the same way as like if someone was like, hey, do you want to play with the Ouija board? My answer is probably going to be no. Like I might oh, just no. pull it out, but then I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like I saw the exorcist. I heard about Captain Howdy. I'm not going down that route. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, so Amy, do you have any stories you want to share? I do have a story. And Matthew shared the same one that I was actually going to uh, share. But I have another one here. Hold on. Yeah, I saw, I read that one too. I was like, oh, that's a good one here. So again, this, this is another one about like long-term care. And I think that, you know, there are lots of these kind of scary stories surrounding long-term care. I saw quite a few of them, but this one is called um, The Running Water. So once when I was working in a long-term care facility, I was walking down the hall speaking to a CNA when all of a sudden we heard a loud sound of, of water running in the bathroom. All the patients were in bed already, so I turned to her and looked like, what was that? We walked to the bathroom, which you could only enter by a key, like swiping, unlocked the door and went in. The lights were out, so we turned them on. The tub water was running full blast into the tub. No one was there. I walked over and turned the faucet all the way until the water stopped running. I said, why is this water running? Everyone's in bed. And the scene... Uh, the CNA said some strange stuff happens in the bathroom on this floor all the time, including sometimes the lights turning off and on and stuff moving around or turning, turning in a particular, turning on in that particular bathroom. What was weird was I heard the water, I heard the water turn on as I was standing near the bathroom and I know nobody walked in and the handle had been turned all the way to the right to turn it off. Mm-mm. <laughs> no thanks <laughs> absolutely not nope i mean there are instances where for example like i've and maybe this is where again like mind over matter particularly like working on night shifts where like maybe i've set a room in a particular way and i wake up because someone's like oh amy it's your turn you're having a delivery and i go in the room I'm like this is not how i set the room or like where did i put this thing and it's just like maybe like i didn't actually place it that way or well, maybe, you know, maybe it was room 144. Ah, <laughs> where all the bad stuff happens. But yeah, I mean, how do we explain these things sometimes? You don't. <laughs> you don't, right? You're just like, you know, it's just, it, it really isn't, right? And I think mm -hmm. that, again, again, we just have to sometimes think to ourselves, like, what's really happening and you know these scary things happen sometimes and maybe there is no explanation and uh it's time to find a new place of employment <laughs> whole new career path but you, there was there was something i wanted to tell you guys about and i was telling you about something called the pale lady and i don't know if you had heard about this before but um if you if you have a minute and you google the pale lady you'll be like what the f is this so the pale lady is an antagonist from a horror movie called scary stories that we tell in the dark and it's based loosely off of a book of the same story of uh, the same name and i think it's um i think we actually like used to read these stories in like like kitty school to be honest i think i think um you know our teachers were cruel back then and they don't do this stuff now but it's kind of like these urban legends and folk tales but essentially the the pale lady is one of these few monsters in the movie who actually becomes this kind of like villainous mother counterpart that lives in hospitals and essentially um 
what she kind of does is she's like this monstrous woman-like ghost that roams the halls of hospitals. Um, but what happens is when you encounter her, it's almost like the hospital itself becomes some form of a maze. Like you can't, like it doesn't matter which way you turn, you can't actually get away from her. And what she actually does is she hunts you down and she absorbs you into your into herself. So like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like she's this really nightmarishly pale, chunky looking, creepy thing. And like, yeah, you just can't get, you get trapped and like you can't get away from her. And she is this kind of hospital type of ghost. So I, you know, I'm going to send you guys a picture of the pale lady. Hold on. Let's see if I can find it. That's so creepy and weird. (laughs) Isn't it? Like a big, pale, chunky, creepy thing. Mm -mm. That reminds me of Ursula from The Little Mermaid, but without her outfit on. Like, she's just <laughs> chasing you. But you're stuck in this it's, dream that you can't get out of. I'm going to like that now that you said that. Like, if you – I'm going to send you the picture in the chat. And when you see, it is kind of like she's this really chunky, very pale, huge, bestial type of Oh, creature. gosh. Did you see? <laughs> okay, she – yeah, that's even worse than I was imagining in my head. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I can't unsee you, that. Could you imagine as you're roaming the hospital halls, du- like ducking down each corridor? It doesn't matter where you go, that she continues to show up and she like absorbs you into her. So then then she gets bigger and bigger and bigger because she's absorbing all these people. It's, or it's where is she hiding? I don't know. Just, well, again, she was, I think she was on like, she was in a mental health hospital. Of course, you know, they, they love to bastardize and demonize mental health in this way, but it was a a mental health facility. And I think she was like in the rec, like somehow she was in like, oh, they, she was in the red room. So in the area where, again, when the hospital lights went, go all out, um, the lights were red. So it was just another, another added horrible element. Red, <laughs> red yeah. lights, children. Yep, and oh, there was oh yeah, there's one other thing that I wanted to add, just in terms of like scary places. Again, hospitals are also seen, I guess, particularly when they're abandoned too, as really scary places to be. And I think that we've again, you, time and time, you see this again in horror movies where like this abandoned hospital. I think like Silent Hill is one of them, where these these places become you know infestations of like where horror and scary things happen mm-hmm. so there's a place in canada called the tranquil sanatorium and it was built in 1970 uh, 1907 as a ranch uh before the owners began caring for tuberculosis patients and a small community known as tranquil was built around it so the community has beautiful gardens houses a farm fire department and more facilities and in 1958 the hospital closed and was re- re- reopened in 1959 to treat the mentally ill but then event eventually it closed permanently in uh, 1983 tell me does this thing look like something straight out of the shining or various other ho- horror movies absolutely so i want to we'll put po- we'll post the pictures as we're talking but again you know they say that again the sanatorium is anything but tranquil uh spirits persist in knocking about the place and again it's just it's so abandoned and isolated it's just saying that you know Again, those events that were really horrifying have been absorbed into its surroundings. And these emotions can actually be felt by people who 
encounter and go there and visit. And that's why they feel it might be haunted because it feels like these, you know, when people go there, they say they experience inexplicable feelings of sadness, unease. And then again, those dramatic temperature changes when they go to the place. But again, if you look at this place, it is creepy AF. And again, would you spend a night in a place like this? No. No, no. (laughs) You couldn't pay me to. (laughs) Why? If ghosts aren't real, why? Who said they weren't real? (laughs) I mean, again, I think it's just, I think it all goes back to that root cause question. Why do we find hospitals so scary? And I think that, you know, are hospitals a scary place? Should they be scary? How do we dispel the myths? I think I think maybe bringing it back to that is is all those good questions, right? On a scary October night, how do we make hospitals not a scary place? Work day shift. Think? Work day shift. <laughs> Work the day shift. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Way too many people on a day shift. <laughs> That's what makes that hospital scary when you're working on days. <laughs> and you got all the brass coming around. Um, yeah, but- what do you think, Matt? I don't know. I don't, I don't sell ice cream? Free ice cream? <laughs> ice cream? More ice cream days. Do you hear that, Edmonds? We need more ice cream days. Not just pizza. We like ice cream. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking to myself that, you know, again, just having conversations about death and dying mm-hmm. is always important. Maybe, you know, breaking down some of the myths and barriers that people have around death and surrounding death. And I think that, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we have these naturalized conversations, maybe it won't be such a scary thing. But Maybe it still always will be. <laughs> <laughs> so what much do you think, happens, Sarah? I think so much happens behind closed doors that it that becomes scary in itself. Is right. that, it's like what's happening behind this door? Or like why is this door locked? Like what does it go to? And then you realize that maybe it's just the IT room and it's filled with wires. Or, you know, maybe it's housing stuff that we don't know about. And I feel like some <clears throat> of the older hospitals, like one of the hospitals that you and I worked at, Amy, I would just open a random drawer and find stuff from 1970. There's just like wow. so much history. Yeah, so much history behind. It's like a time capsule. Like you'd, you'd open a random cupboard and find like this old style stethoscope that has, have you seen this? It's got like, it's got like earpieces for two people. Like I would just find random stuff like that. Yeah, see, next thing you'd be opening up a portal to hell. <laughs> like, who knows? Just do it. Just, just do it. Just what's do the it. Worst that can right. Sure, Matt. I'll tell myself that next time. Like, what's this mystery container? It says a specimen, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Um, yeah. My hospital's an old hospital, uh, and it's actually really funny. So, one of the buildings that's the super old building, <clears throat> where I guess like the, um, the residents and I guess nursing students would live way back when um, is has like one of those elevators that you know it's like a gate. Oh, the old yeah. style, yeah. And close. And I was in there um, just last week, and I took that elevator, and it's so creepy, but it's so cool at the same time. And those elevators are the elevators that you see in like creepy hotels. Are they the <laughs> ones that require an operator, or do you just push a button? You just push a button. Could you imagine? Oh, well, like there was well, there are those ones that have operators. So 
Weren't yeah. we in one, Sarah, where there's an operator and they actually said to us, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we hear about Honda stories here all the time. Where and were was, we? We were somewhere, somewhere together. Somewhere in Toronto. Somewhere in Toronto. Were, were we at an event or something where – Yeah. Yes, I kind yeah, of Maybe remember. it was. What did you say, Matt? The no, it wasn't Edward. a fair amount. I feel like it was a theater, like an old theater. And they had those creepy elevators where someone had to operate it. And I think I mentioned something about scary. She's like, oh, yeah, there's definitely ghosts here. I'm like, "Mm, you said that way too easy for me. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I I think that, um, again, having conversations to dispel dispel myths. And and maybe the other piece is like, just don't go knocking and looking for things that you don't want to get yourself into or you don't want to know the answer to. That's true. That can also get you uh, fired. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to add about uh, why hospitals seem to be scary places and how we can make them not so scary? That's a good question. You know, I think that um, things can make hospitals not so scary. Whenever hospitals celebrate things, it's actually a pretty fun occasion at the hospital. I think that when hospitals celebrate anything, celebrating life um, <clears throat> can be just a fun occasion. You know, it, it, it brings up the morale everywhere in the hospital. People are smiling um, and even the visitors are smiling. Right, right. I think, and I think that death can be a celebration too, right? Like I don't, uh, I, I've always said to Jordan, I said, you know, I, if anything ever was to happen to me, knock on wood, I I don't want people to wear black. I want people to come and celebrate my life and to talk about all the good things and just to have themselves a good time. I don't want people mm-hmm. crying and moaning and, mm-hmm. and weeping. Like, it's just, you know, I think it's, we should be celebrating the life of an individual and, and could, maybe we need to start looking at it in a different way as well. Sarah, okay. any last thoughts? Um, I think just like maybe just changing your mindset. So death, like you said, doesn't have to be a scary thing. And if you are encountering something you believe to be her- to be paranormal, just say out loud, like, I'm not afraid. And, you know, like, what do you want from me? Like they do in the movies. What, what do you, you want, want from, from me? me? What are you what adding you that in, girl? No. No. Here's another thing. Just carry a flashlight everywhere you go and shine it into dark corners. Have your pen light. Yeah. No, that makes things scarier than you like your field of vision is all effed up. I told you about the nooks and crannies. Don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah, Sarah's advice is to ask what what do they want? Yeah. No. <laughs> Sarah. Oh my goodness. Sarah, I'm not going to any place scary that. with you. <laughs> okay. Last last thing. Let's give if everyone has like one recommendation of a um halloween movie or horror movie that you recommend oh my goodness i've been watching so many over the past you know a couple weeks one show that's really new that i've started watching it's a show called from and i was telling you about it matthew Mm -hmm. and so it's not it's not actually um a movie but um it's like a TV series. I think I can't remember if it's on Prime or Amazon, but essentially the premise is you uh, these folks drive into this town. Um, let's say you're heading to Florida or whatever. They start driving. They see this tree and they're like, "Oh, we have to turn back." They turn their car around, but somehow get rerouted into this town. And no matter what they do, and they drive around, they end up coming back to this town. And um, 
the scary piece is the people of the town are like, you need to be inside by nightfall or something terrible will happen to you. Like you will not survive the night staying out here unless you you hide inside with us. And they have like talismans in each of the the houses and spaces. But essentially it's like you're like you're trapped. Um, so I've been watching that and I'll be honest, it's been giving me some mad ass anxiety, but it's actually been a really, really good series. And honestly, any classic horror movie, I'm, I am a classic horror movie person, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, what I just watched the boogeyman. That's a newer one actually. So that one, I thought that was actually pretty good for a scary movie. That was really good. Mm-hmm. You got yeah, me there's a, there, there's a quite there's a quite a few scary ones out there, but definitely if you have the time, check out from it's definitely um, really really creepy. It's it's not even a slow burn. It's like constant fear. <laughs> so like I have at night I'll be like Jordan. If it's after nine, I can't watch it because my anxiety is just it's it's too much for me. But it, it's a good wow. one. Okay, yep. I do need to watch that, don't I? Yes, I, I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment. Like watch, I, watch, watch one episode; it will get you hooked. Oh it's my good. gosh! Yeah. I. What, what about I, Matt? you, Matt? I um, well, I um, <clears throat> like I said, I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment. I listen to a horror podcast before bed. And <laughs> oh it, could, gosh. it actually puts me to sleep, so I'll put like an hour timer on it, and I'll just knock right out. That's it's messed fantastic. Up. No. But there are some times where I'll pay attention to the stories and I'll be up there like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Um, but a, a movie. So, I mean, as you said, the classics, um, my favorite movie, and I think you and I had watched this together, Amy, is It by Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Um, but the, the original made-for-TV movie is the one that yes. I loved. Um, uh, I, I did see The Boogeyman. That was really creepy. Um, there was another one that I did just see recently. What was it called? Um, I thought Talk to Me was good too. That's a newer one. Talk to Me. It's that one. Yeah. Oh it was my it was creepy. It yeah. was so creepy. But and- I just know like young people would do that shit. That's why that was creepy. I was like, I can see millennials doing that and recording it, being like, oh, it's a it's a five it's a three minute position. Like the person's gonna be fine. I could see millennials being like, oh yeah, well, we'll record people. Technically, being we're all millennials still. We're okay, let, let's. Millennials. What was the Gen X? What, yeah. is, Gen, what is the one out? Gen, Gen is Gen X? No, Gen X is the, the, the people who just have their cameras on for everything. That, those people. Yeah. Gen <laughs> yeah. Z. We love you still, but like, put the phone Gen down Z. for a minute. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? So this is not a movie. Okay, maybe I'll give a movie. So my favorite classic movie would be the shining because i watched that the other day again yeah the creepiness with the twins and like the the doors that open up with the blood and all of that so that's my favorite like classic movie but then i found this series on netflix that's super creepy and it's called the watcher i don't know if you've seen that i feel like i might have watched a little bit of it i I wonder so the house is haunted the house is haunted by somebody who doesn't want people to live in the house and it's like family after family that like they move in and they're harassed by these letters and bad things start happening yes i have watched that one yes and uh, um jennifer coolidge is in it she's not one of the main characters but she's like one of the one of the (laughs) memorable characters and um that one is, um, it's only got one season so far, but I'm looking forward to the second season because there's like a plot twist at the very end that got me on edge. <laughs> All right. Well, 
If you like listening to The Gritty Nurse and you like hearing our Haunted Hospital episodes, we have other ones. So make sure you tune in to listen to those other ones. We actually did a crazy Haunted Hospital episode last year, season four of Haunted Hospitals, episode one and episode five. Yeah, so just catch us and, you know, hit us up and let us know what is your scariest or uh, what is your favorite horror movie? What is some of the scariest stories you heard in healthcare or otherwise uh, related to this Halloween season? We'd love to hear them and we'd love to share them maybe next year as well. So thank you again for listening to the Green Nurse Podcast. And thank you, Matthew, for always coming on and sharing your insight and sharing your spooky stories with us. Yes, you're like an honorary Green Nurse. And if anyone is watching us on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a review. Um, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcast listening platforms we would love your review and feedback um also really quick plug uh amy and i are writing a book which is coming out um april 2nd 2024 it's called the wisdom of nurses so we'll be sharing more details as we get closer but definitely keep us um in mind because we've got lots of exciting things coming up I think there might be a ghost story or two in there as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Thanks Matt. Take care. Have a spooky holiday season. Bye.